This program has been made by the friends and partners of Jennifer LeClaire Ministries. We hope you enjoyed today's teachings. The power of the Holy Ghost comes to back up the authority that you have in Christ. When you stand and exercise your authority, the Holy Ghost comes. The Holy Ghost empowers you not just to be a witness, but to walk in the spirit of holy. Have you ever thought of that? to resist the devil. See, here's the thing. The Bible says to submit yourself to God. Very good. Resist the devil and he will flee. But you need the power of the Holy Ghost to resist the devil. Beloved, let me tell you the truth. You cannot go toe to toe, eye to eye with the devil in your own authority or in your own power. You need the power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost comes to back up the authority that you have in Christ. When you stand and exercise your authority, the Holy Ghost comes. The Holy Ghost empowers you not just to be a witness, but to walk in the spirit of of holy. Have you ever thought of that? The Holy Spirit is the spirit of holy. He is the one who sanctifies you. He is the one who changes you from glory to glory. He is the one who makes all things new in your life. He is the one. I can't do anything without the Holy Ghost. I need him. Somebody say, I need him. I need the Holy Ghost. I don't care if you're a walking, talking Bible encyclopedia. I don't care if you can preach better than me. I don't care how many fabulous rock star preachers that you know. I don't care how big your church is. You cannot go toe to toe with the devil and expect to win without the installation of the Holy Ghost. Somebody shout amen. Oh, y'all done woke up. Jesus said, apart from me, you can't do nothing. Is God a man that he should lie? Is he the son of man that he should repent? When God says you can't do anything apart from me, that means you can't even walk out your salvation without me. It means you can't stay free without me. It means you can't move and live and have your being in me without me, without my grace, without my power, without my wisdom, without my truth. But we sometimes walk around in our own strength as if we don't need him. And what a tragedy to walk around and neglect the Holy Ghost. What a tragedy to quench the Spirit of God in our lives. What a tragedy when we think more highly of ourselves than we ought. We need to go low. We need to walk with him, talk with him. We need to submit to him. Then when we do, when we're really submitted to him, which by the way, takes the grace of obedience. We cannot even obey him without his help. It takes God to love God. It takes God to obey God. Apart from him, you can do nothing. What part of that don't we believe? What part don't we understand? What part of the words coming out of his mouth do not land in our spirits? I don't know, but it's time for us to submit ourselves to God. To tell this right here, Holy Ghost, take over. Not just this, Holy Ghost, take over my spirit. Take over my flesh. Crucify it. Mortify it. Do what you want to do in my life. God, put me on my face if you have to. I will lay prostrate before you. Stand me on my feet when it's ready, when it's time. 
Somebody's got to start acknowledging him. Not just in some of your ways, but all of your ways. All of them. Not some of them, some of the time, all of them, all the time. I'll tell you what, if we would live this way, if we would live full of the Holy Ghost, if we would live like we were desperate people, we would not come in to so many desperate situations having to cry out to God, Oh God, would you help me, Jesus? He wanted to help you all along, but you said, No, thank you. I got this. No, thank you. I got it figured out. I want this more than I want you, God. I want that husband, that wife, that job, that platform more than you, God. The best-selling book, I want it more than you, God. I will compromise my integrity to get something that I didn't earn, don't deserve, and that you didn't want me to have. Ah, I don't know who I'm talking to. Why are you being so mean, preacher? They said the same thing to Jesus. Now his words are in red. I wonder if one day my words will be in red. Probably not, praise God. But if I'm speaking in the spirit, amen, then you might as well pay attention to what I'm saying because God is trying to help you. We stumble over our own feet, over our own pride, over our own lust, over our own demons. And then we come beat up, jacked up, and cracked up into the church saying, heal me, God. And you know what he does? He says, I love you. Come and I will heal you because you are my beloved one. And I will never, never turn you away. You are the apple of my eye. And I will bring you under the shadow of my wings. And I will love you. And I will heal you. And I will deliver you. And I will make the crooked places straight because I love you. But next time, my sweet child, would you listen to me first? Because you're missing out on the abundance. Somebody say integrity matters. My God. I don't know who that was for. Probably those sinners online. It's time to re-examine our relationship with the Holy Ghost. Some people treat the Holy Ghost like he's the drunk uncle and they put him in the closet. Got some persons of the population coming out the closet and the church trying to put the Holy Ghost in the closet. I said there's something wrong with that. Somebody said there's something wrong with that. I said let the Holy Ghost out. Amen. Instead of casting out the demons, we're casting out the Holy Ghost. Oh my goodness. Why would we do such a thing? Because we don't reverence him like we should. We want ear candy. Uh, tickle my ears, tickle my ears, tickle my ears. We have to re-examine our relationship with the Holy Ghost. You know what? When the Holy Ghost gives me a word of promotion for myself, I'm like, hallelujah. But when he gives me a word of correction, guess what I say? Hallelujah. Because I want the plumb line in my life. I want the Holy Ghost to convict me. I want to grow and mature in him. I don't want to live in the devil's house or have him living in me. Hallelujah. It's time to re-examine our relationship with the Holy Ghost. Are we going to put him first? Or are we going to say, come on, tag along, Holy Ghost. Just three steps behind me me like we're some kind of queen it's time to re-examine our relationship with the Holy Ghost because I'm telling you what there is coming a day when he separates the wheat from the tares the wheat from the chaff and it's sooner than you think 
Why do you think all these rock star Christians are falling away? Did you not see that the Hillsong United writer has renounced Christ? Have you not seen that the man who wrote, I kissed David goodbye, has renounced Christ? Have you not seen over the last several years, high level Christians saying, I don't know about this Jesus man. For every one of those, how many you think no name People are walking away from Christ. Church, we are in the great falling away. Mark my words. I prophesied it about five years ago. I said the great falling away is underway. And people said, oh, well, there's the evidence. Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? I said, begin to recognize the signs of the times. Become an Issachar prophet. And maybe you'll see what I see. Because it's here. It's happening. Why do you think most of the body of Christ, most of the leaders are launching evangelism initiatives? Why is it? That Lou Engle put down the, the call and started the sin. Why? Dangerous times. We got to reevaluate our relationship with the Holy Ghost. Somebody say amen. amen. We better be sensitive to his spirit because there's deep darkness and there's delusion, spirits of offense and all manner of wickedness that are rising up to deceive, if it were possible, even the elect. We're talking about getting a few demons cast out. Okay. Awesome. But we got a bigger problem. We got to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Did I offend all of you? Because I will do an altar call for the spirit of offense. I'm kidding. <laughs> Amen. I just had to wake you up. You know, we're living in the most exciting time in church history. Really. Other than while Jesus was walking around. But well, now we got the Holy Ghost. And here it says in John, Jesus said in John 14, 16 through 17, and this is a time when Jesus was about to go away. He was about to be crucified. He was about to soon sit at the right hand of the Father with the keys to death, hell, and the grave. Amen. He was about to go up and he said to his disciples, I'm out of here, guys. I'm dipping. I am going somewhere where you cannot go. But later on, you will come. I will show you the way. I am the way. And his disciples were probably like, wait, what? Why? Are you leaving? And he says, you'll be better off if I go. How is that possible? You've been feeding us. You've been teaching us. You've been leading us. You've been guiding us. You've been teaching us to do miracles. We've been in your school of ministry. We've walked in your school of the apostles. Our identity is in you. What do you mean it is better if you go away? And he said in John 14, 16, I will pray to the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not neither does it know him do you see the holy ghost in your life do you know the holy ghost do you really really know him do you know him as well as you could we all know him but do we know him deeply do we know him intimately do we know his emotions have we studied what he likes what grieves him do we really pay attention we need the holy ghost and he can be grieved We live in a digital era in which we can have friends all over the globe. Yet true, deep, personal connections are hard to come by in a busy world. And finding a church that offers prophetic revelation and practical keys to overcome the enemy's plans for your life can be difficult in a seeker-friendly church world. Enter AHOP.online, an outreach of Awakening House of Prayer. We're a global community of believers passionately pursuing God's presence. 
We're a prophetic church where the Holy Spirit moves. We empower you to live a supernatural breakthrough lifestyle. Get connected and make true connections in the Awakening House of Prayer global family. If you can't come to our church in Florida, come to our church online. Hey guys, Jennifer LeClaire here, back with a very important school, the School of Deliverance. You know, Jesus said, cast out demons. It's one of the primary functions of the believer. These signs shall follow those who believe. In my name, you'll cast out demons. But many believers, many churches know so little about it. You know, you can actually get in a lot of trouble if you try to cast out demons and you don't understand the dynamics of demonology. I want to teach you. I want to teach you the signs that someone is demonized. For example, another question that we'll discuss in the class is, can Christians have a demon? Well, we'll get into it. How do you cast out a demon? What are the protocols? How do we do this in a safe way? What are some of the most common demonic strongholds? And what are some of the toughest to evict? How do we do this like Christ did it? You know, Jesus cast out devils everywhere he went. We have a lot to learn through the deliverance ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is by his grace, his anointing that we cast out demons. We must, we must, I say we must, learn how to do this the Bible way because there are many, many, many people who are going to be coming into the kingdom through this great revival that we're all anticipating. And guess what? They're going to need deliverance ministry. Deliverance ministry is so often ignored. Most churches don't teach it, but I want to teach you. I've got 18 lessons coming at you in the school of deliverance. You can learn all kinds of things. Look around. You're going to see that a lot of people need help and they don't have anywhere to receive it. You can position yourself to do the work of Christ on the earth, the work of deliverance. Check out this school. It's going to bless you. It's going to equip you. Hey, who knows? There's even teachings on self-deliverance. Maybe there's something that you hadn't considered in the realm of deliverance that will really set you free as well. Check it out. Be grieved. He doesn't leave us, but he sometimes just takes a step back. He doesn't leave us, but sometimes he is grieved. We have to learn of him. He's a person. He's more real than you, more real than me. He wants to be an active part in your life. He wants to share his gifts with you. He wants to share his wisdom with you. Many times, though, we have to ask. You have not because ye. He's a gentleman. He's the real deal. He's a gentleman. He's not going to force his opinion on you. You ever had somebody do that? They force their opinion. I didn't even ask your opinion, Joker. And you want to tell me for... <laughs> I would have asked you if I wanted your opinion. Or how about this? They prophesy their opinion. That was not prophecy. That was prophesying. Hallelujah. Prophesying. My, 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 my. He won't force his fellowship on you. And you remember that the Holy Spirit will always exalt Jesus. The Word and the Spirit agree. The Holy Ghost does not speak with a forked tongue. That's the devil. We come through deliverance or inner healing. That's the beginning of the process. The enemy will always come to attack. Usually within a day or two, sometimes it's a week or two. But if you can make it through the first month, you usually stay free. So these next Days and weeks are critical for those of you who have come through deliverance, you've come through inner healing, because the enemy wants to trip you up. He wants to go back in his house. Say, I evict you, devil. I'm giving you papers. You can't come in. In Jesus' name. 
So you have to renew your mind with the word. When you are dealing with fear, you don't study fear, you study love. I've seen people there in poverty and they want to study what the Bible says about poverty. You got it turned upside down, friend. If you're in poverty, you don't need to know nothing more about poverty. You already know about poverty. You want to know about prosperity. Oh, are you a prosperity preacher? Well, I'm not a poverty preacher, praise God. I'm not a prosperity preacher, but I ain't preaching poverty either. The blessing of the Lord maketh, and he addeth no sorrow. Amen. We've got to get with it. Study that which we need. You know, if you're going through a financial issue, you don't need to study the glory. Study what the Bible says about the covenant promises of provision. Come on, we got to get this right. If you're dealing with rejection, don't study rejection and, oh, read the stories about how David was rejected and Jesus was despised of men. No, go read about how you are accepted in the beloved. Go read about your identity in Christ and what he says about you. We've got to get it straight, people. We've got to spend the limited time we have. Come on, we're all working people. I don't have a regular job. I have a ministry assignment. But how many of you know I'm, I'm doing admin all the time? I'm working all the time. I work. I don't sit up in a glory cot. You know what? I know that's what y'all think. I can tell by some of the messages I get. Oh, she's on the glory cloud. Not a kid. No, I am working my tail off over here for you guys. Amen? We all have to work. Bible says if you don't work, you don't eat. So we have to take the little precious time we have, and I probably get more than you because of the nature of my assignment. The little precious time we get to study, we got to study the right things. You know, when you want to lose weight, you got to eat the right. By the way, Wilbur and Ingrid, I have a word for you. Can I just, could you mind? The Lord showed me when you were worshiping, you were behind me and you were on the stage. And the Lord showed me a plate, a big white plate. And there was colorful foods on it. It was all, it was all good food. It wasn't bad food. It wasn't unhealthy food. It was very colorful which means it's good and healthy, you know, red beets and green beans and things that are healthy. And, and all of a sudden, the Lord started to shift around and take some of those things off and put other things on that were also good. And the Lord says he's going to begin to shift some things around on your plate in this season. And it's not because anything you're doing is wrong or bad. It's just time for some things to be shifted. And they're going to be other good things. And it doesn't mean that they're out of your life completely. It just means that they're out, the priority has, is shifting. So it doesn't mean that whatever it was that was good, it goes away completely. It just means that this is your primary focus. And he's going to bring greater prosperity to you in the process. And I see, like I saw on Pharaoh and Joseph, I see the same thing. Ingrid, you were upstairs. I see an upgrade in your authority levels in the spirit. It's like the Lord said, you passed the test. I don't know what the test was. I don't know if you know what the test was. Sometimes the Lord will test us and we don't know we're being tested until we look back and all of a sudden people say, you're walking in some greater authority. People tell me that all the time. Oh, I saw you six months ago and you're walking in something new now. Guess what? You got to pass a test to get to something new. So I don't know what you passed, but maybe you do. But the Lord's going to shift some things around, reprioritize, and, and you're going to welcome it. It's going to be good. It's not going to be hard. Amen. And I want to hear about it because when when it, I want to know what it was. And I'm just curious like that. So I thank you, Lord, that you give them grace to shift whatever it is they need to shift. And I thank you, Lord, for the upgrade in authority in Jesus' name. We release that over their lives and we bless them in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Forgive me. I completely forgot. And the Holy Spirit reminded me when I saw you. So I have to be obey the Holy Ghost. 
The thing about being in a prophetic church is sometimes you, you just have to, you have to learn how to flow with the Holy Ghost. Otherwise, you'll get offended. Amen? Oftentimes, after you get free, there's that attack. And when the battle is on against your mind, you've got to get the help of the Holy Ghost. How many of you, when you're going through tests and trials or you're having warfare against your mind, you don't feel like reading the Word? I don't either. Guess what? I don't have a choice because I've got to stand up here before you every week and I have to be prepared. And I would not dare get in this pulpit without being prepared with the message. Amen? I'm not just going to flow. Amen? I might flow, but I'll be prepared. That ain't, that ain't right. So sometimes when I'm going through things or whatever, I don't feel like worshiping. I don't feel like praying. I don't feel like it. That's why we have to surround ourselves with people who love us, make sure we're plugged into the right church, that when you do need help, they're not going to say, okay, yeah, next week. You know, I'm surrounded by people. I, a woman of God, I messaged this morning. There was an incident that occurred that I found out about late last night. Late last night. Late last night. And I'm like, you know what? This is so egregious in the spirit. But I got to go to bed and I got to go minister. So I messaged her this morning. I said, I have a full day of ministry. I said, but can I call you later? Because I really need your advice. You know what? She, five minutes. Absolutely. Call me as soon as you can. And I'm so grateful that I have people in my life that are like that, that will help me. Now, you don't abuse those relationships. You don't, you know, you, you got you to gotta not be, you, you can't run to people for everything. You got to run to God. But sometimes people have a certain expertise, they have a certain knowledge, and Lord will say, go talk to that one, amen? And so you got to be in the right place when you're going through deliverance, when you're in that, that thing, or even just living life, for real. You need to be in the right place, with, in the right company, people of like precious faith. John 14, verse 26, Jesus said, but the comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name and my place to represent me and act on my behalf, he will teach you all things. And he will cause you to recall, who will remind you of and bring to your remembrance everything I've told you. It's the Holy Spirit that helps you fight and find the right word at the right time. And sometimes, you know, if you can't do anything else, would you pray in the Holy Ghost? Seriously, you don't feel like doing that either, I know. But honestly... From my experience, when I don't feel like doing anything else, praying in the Holy Ghost is the easiest thing to do because it doesn't engage my mind. And sometimes my mind, you know, our unrenewed mind, it's hostile toward God. The carnal man is hostile toward God. The parts of our mind that aren't renewed, they don't want to really want to be renewed. Our spirit man is sold out. Our flesh is an enmity with God. And our, our soul is kind of like, well, you've got to take authority over it. And praying in the spirit, it doesn't engage your mind. You don't know what you're praying. Your Bible, the Bible says, Paul said, your, 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 your reasoning is unfruitful. You don't get it. You don't know what you're praying unless the Holy Spirit shows you. So that's what I do. I'll pray in the Holy Ghost. I, that, because he, he, will, he will push back enemy forces. You have any idea on a daily basis how many things the Holy Ghost doesn't let happen in your life? Maybe you're having a bad day, a bad week. You're like, I cannot take one more thing. Do you have any indication or understanding of how many things God rescued you from? Of how many angels he dispatched on your behalf? Of how many people he let you skirt by so that you would have one more confrontation on a day when you felt like you were going to have a meltdown? We've got to walk with understanding that God is God and he is sovereign and he knows how much we can take. He knows. He knows. 
He really knows. Sometimes I, I tell you, I, I take exception to that scripture sometimes. Because the Bible says, he knows he will put up more on you than you can bear. I'm like, okay. <laughs> can I get a witness? Jesus told us the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But he came to give us a life of abundance to the full until it overflows. If you aren't living an abundant life, you're living on the wrong side of John 10.10. It's time to fight back. It's time to make victory decrees. In my new devotional, I share prophetic words of wisdom directly from the Holy Spirit's heart that will help renew your mind, strengthen your spirit, expose the enemy's strategies, and equip you to overcome. Each devotion has scripture references for your study and power decrees to command your victory. Pick up your copy of Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory, wherever books are sold. Hey guys, Jennifer LeClaire here. I'm coming to you with an exciting opportunity to partner with me as I advance the kingdom of God around the world. As many of you know, I am doing a daily prayer call that's reaching millions of people, millions and millions of people a year, but I'm also planting houses of prayers, prayer hubs, apostolic centers, and of course, raising up prophets and prophetic people. But I'm also sowing, sowing, sowing. Jennifer LeClaire Ministries sows back into at least 15 other ministries that are touching the sex trafficking industry. They're touching digging wells in Africa. They're helping uh, drug addicts rehabilitate and so, so much more. I need your partnership. When you partner with Jennifer LeClaire Ministries, whether you're in Europe, Asia, Africa, Australia, here in the U.S., wherever you are in the world, you are helping to open a door for me to come to your nation. You are helping feed hungry people. You are helping the gospel be preached. You are helping media projects flow forth. You are helping, you are sowing, and you will reap a harvest. Listen, you cannot outgive God. I can't do what I do without faithful supporters like you. You know, Billy Graham used to say that the janitor who cleaned the bathrooms would receive the same reward as he did for standing on a platform and preaching the gospel. When you sow into our ministry, you receive a reward. I want to invite you to become an official partner. You'll receive a monthly partner resource, special seating at my events, and so much more. The most important thing is you're being partakers of advancing the kingdom of God, especially if you're a prophetic person, if you're mission-minded, if you're apostolically focused, support. So pray. Amen. God is good and he's doing so much more than any one of us can do alone, but together we can do a lot. We can make an impact. We can have influence on a lost and dying world. It's time. It's time to rise up and go further. I'm asking you become a partner today.